0: Attention To all human beings in this universe My name is Xavier Heat Wrestling's favorite hothead And my colleague next to me
1: The man with no gimmick, the James Conti
0: And we are here from Double Turn Radio We are back That are, is right, baby
1: We are recording on January 23rd of 2023 We are about to hit the road to WrestleMania This is the season that every wrestling fan looks forward to every single year we're going to talk briefly about what happened in the previous year 2022 we're going to talk about the highs the lows the goods the beds And we're going to give you our opinion on three categories specifically that made this year absolutely special. And boy, was there a lot of news that came out of wrestling this year.
0: Absolutely. There were some firings. There were some hirings. There were some purchases. There are some returns, wrestling and or otherwise. And we are going to cover it all for you here today because we are your local wrestling audio encyclopedia eventually we're going to go to video but until then we are your audio encyclopedia and before we get to today's uh, program let's go ahead and mention the social media channels if you can go ahead and follow us on twitter instagram facebook youtube youtube Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can listen to our beautiful voices, you go ahead and follow us. We really appreciate the support. We'll be kicking off a Patreon really soon. If you guys enjoy us, you can uh, you know help us out that way as well, and we'll be sure to give you some goodies along the way. Merchandise to be sold soon. Absolutely.
1: Anyways, uh, Twitter, we're going to be double turn radio. The O is going to be a zero. Facebook is going to be double turn radio. Instagram is going to be double underscore turn underscore radio. YouTube is going to be double turn radio. And then you can find us hopefully on Spotify very soon. Apple Podcasts is double turn radio.
0: Absolutely. All right, buddy. Let's get to it. What a year 2022 was. It was quite a roller coaster. I felt like it was a blur 2022 was probably And this is like How I
1: kind of look at it As a whole Was the pandemic Really put wrestling In the shitter They gave us as good As as possible With the Thunderdome AEW did their thing At um, Daily's Place I believe Mm -hmm. It was called Yep Um, So they did their Absolute best Uh, And then 2021 Things started To kind of get rolling And we finally had fans Back in attendance Uh, And now we're finally Back to Normal Uh, in, in more ways than one, but more importantly, wrestling feels normal again. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is what we've been looking forward to. Uh, so from the beginning of, of last year to the end of, uh, 2022, there were, it's the highs, lows, and then there were parts of the year that I don't remember. Uh, I was actually looking up, uh, certain things to make sure I didn't miss anything when I was considering our year end awards, which we'll get to at the end. Um, but there's a lot, a lot happened in 2022 um both out of both aew and wwe uh me personally as we were talking about before we went on um i think that more notable news came out of wwe uh and we were going to get to that second so first i think we should cover things that came out of aews and um to, uh, in 2022 uh i guess we'll, we'll talk about one of the major um one of the most major things that happened with aew specifically uh tony khan who uh is the financial backer the owner of all elite wrestling purchased ring of honor uh a move that uh was teased a couple times that there were talks about a merger uh but nothing ever really came to materialize finally we get the news in early 2022 that uh tony khan had purchased ring of honor uh, a company which had subsided during the pandemic had said that they were going to come back bigger and better uh, and then they ended up coming back under the guise of... To, uh,
0: under the Well, not the guise. Under the leadership tutelage. of... Tutelage. Tutelage of Tony Khan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really surprising move. I mean, we kind of knew that it wasn't all dead in the water with Ring of Honor. That somehow, some way, if there was a promotion, that was going to come back. If TNA can survive this long throughout everything and even throughout the pandemic, then I'm sure... Ring of Honor would have done the same thing. And in fact, they did. Uh, they came back and, you know, in a big way. They've already had, you know, several um, title changes all around between, uh, you know, the main championship, the tag team champions. They uh, introduced a lot of new wrestlers that are, you know, uh, into the fold in Ring of Honor. They brought a lot of people back. Uh, it's it's really great to see that professional wrestling in all of its facets has been appreciated in some way shape or form which I mean surprisingly we can't say that WWE is not doing that now in in the smallest of capacities but uh, it it really got shown with AEW purchasing Ring of Honor and uh, you know recently with everything that's been going on in the world of professional wrestling and the way that uh, you know how short careers can be um, You know, it's like I said, it's it's so hard that they crammed so much into a year, and we've you know narrowed it down to just a couple of things. But this is definitely one of the most notable things that came out of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor and. All elite wrestling. wrestling
1: Yep um, Things of note that did happen once uh, The Ring of Honor takeover happened uh, We started seeing Ring of Honor uh, wrestlers appear on AEW We started seeing AEW wrestlers appear on Ring of Honor uh, One of the big things that I want to bring up uh, Chris Jericho won another heavyweight championship Yep And uh, that's, ma- uh, that's major considering There's now only two wrestling companies uh, Worldwide that he has not won the heavyweight title for uh, one of them being um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and the other being uh, Impact. Yeah. Um, other than that, he's added another world title to his already illustrious resume mm-hmm. of uh, championship accomplishments. Uh, and it's just, uh, it, it opens the door for so much else, uh, so much more to happen. Uh, who knows what the, the state of Impact's going to be in a couple years. We could very well see Impact fold uh, and go under... Tony Khan. Uh, yeah. It almost seems like with the way that uh, AEW's ran, they have an endless supply of money. They're r- the, It's incredible the amount of talent they have, the amount of merchandise that they have, yeah. the amount of just money that they have to throw around. So who knows what we're going to see. Maybe Chris Jericho will win the <laughs> Impact Wrestling World title by the time his career is over.
0: And honestly, not just that. I mean, they're bringing back the Honor Club, which is something that has been... You know, long talked about it ever since this purchase when it happened earlier this year, was what was going to be the state of weekly programming with R- Ring of Honor, and Honor Club was one of those things that uh, you know brought that to the table. Of course, with their YouTube as well, um, but nonetheless, that was one of those big questions. I'm hearing it's coming back. Uh, the f- details aren't finalized yet, but it's it's just good to know. Like I said before, that professional wrestling is all of its roots and all of its facets. You know, there wouldn't some parts of professional wrestling wouldn't be active now if it wasn't for Ring of Honor being Correct. involved in the business for as long as they have. Same with ECW. You know, same with the, the companies that are still surviving today.
1: Right. Uh, And while we're talking about company crossovers and and mergers and things of that nature, there was a bullet point that I did not put down that I guess we should just bring up. The Forbidden Door was opened Mm -hmm. this year in multiple different ways, one of which I want to get to later on, but we'll talk about this one in particular. All Elite Wrestling ran a show stateside, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, which usually... Doesn't really happen very often. You usually get the G1 Climax. And if things ever. Like, it
0: if, doesn't happen if, with a North American company right. promotion at all. I mean, it, it happened, I believe, you know, obviously WCW used them, utilized their talent for a very long time. Um, WWE did for the Cruiserweight Classic, you Correct. know, yep. in, in some respects. Um, also... Uh, You know, you've got Impact that did that, too. They've utilized their talents as well. But nothing in terms of a full-fledged pay-per-view. And this was a full-fledged pay-per-view. There were, you know, tag team matches. There were Fatal Four Ways. There were... Um, you know, singles matches that drew the ire of of many, uh, and, uh, but also captivated many too, because there were a lot of skeptics that came along with this as well. Is this overbooking? Is this you know getting, you know, too played out that we that all these wrestlers are just you know d- doing all this? Is there a point to any of this? Right. Are there any stakes? Yeah, things of that nature.
1: Yeah, that's a few things that I wanted to talk about. That even though there were matches on this card that were absolutely phenomenal, uh, there are. Issues with the way that AEW books their pay, books their pay per views, specifically their bigger shows that are, are j- they're in. And I mean, even as a wrestling fan, maybe saying this, too many there's uh, too many matches sometimes. I mean, this mm-hmm. show had what fifteen matches? Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Not uh, is that in, that's including pre-show, pre-show yep. obviously. Okay, so thirteen in total. That's still but, that's still, a WrestleMania sized card. Correct. Uh, but nonetheless, it was. Uh, a two-night WrestleMania-sized card. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. but uh, th- you look at the you look at it from top to bottom. Uh, just the absolute amount of talent that they fit onto one show. Uh, this was from the United Center. This is one of the biggest uh, sports arena. Well, not one of the biggest in terms of capacity, but one of the most well-known sports arenas in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the it was type a, of
0: reactions that wrestling gets from the United Center alone. they it's real worthy and this was no different correct you've got people like you've got legends like minoru suzuki uh hiroshi tanahashi you've got uh you know n- people that are relatively new on the scene i i hate to say he's new but um jay white you've got Z- will osprey you know you've got high level talent that right. are wrestling each other we've got john moxley versus hiroshi tanahashi you know we've got uh jay white and kazuchika okada in in a fatal four-way with uh hangman page and adam cole right so these are athletes in their peak in in their top of their game right now uh there are some blaring omissions in terms of talent here um but the it wasn't Without its cuts, because it wasn't going to be a WrestleMania-sized event.
1: Right. Uh, But, I mean, going back to your comment about Jay White and all the... And as we call them newcomers, to some respect, they are. Because if you're not seeking out this wrestling, you don't really know who they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've heard the name. I'm sure you've seen the merchandise. Uh, You know, I would actually be willing to bet there are some people wearing a Switchblade shirt that have no idea who the hell he is. (laughs) Um, But, nonetheless... Um, you know, it so this really put them onto a mainstream North American audience, uh, especially like I said, um, we want to pretend like a lot of the AEW fan base loves. New Japan, and you know, I like to pretend that there's <laughs> that there's a small percentage of them that are like, well, I watch New Japan, and I'm a real fan because I watch it with Japanese commentary. I'm like, yeah.
0: oh, you're a real Mark, those, I got you. Those are the. Those but, are, <laughs> we love those people. Yeah,
1: but nonetheless, you know, you get you get those names out there uh, every match from top to bottom, regardless of how long the matches were. Uh, they were entertaining in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely,
0: yeah. There weren't no, there weren't any bad matches, but that was definitely something to note. Yeah, an honorable mention, I yep. would say. Uh,
1: and that's June, and in June we were in the height of one of the biggest power plays in the history of AEW. We've got MJF who made a year for himself, mm-hmm. wrestling maybe three matches. Yes. It was incredible. Uh, the guy, uh, for those of you who d- who don't know or, or are living under a rock, uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF, uh, the salt of the earth, uh, a native Long Islander, and um, <laughs> my new home. Yep. Uh, a native Long Islander uh, ha- went on an absolute promo spree and just made himself into the superstar that we knew he was going to end up being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, nothing resonates me resonates with me like when he went on on AEW TV the night they had their investors and everybody watching, and he called Tony Khan a, quote, fucking mark. Mm-hmm. On TV, they cut his mic very uh, CM Punk-esque back from when he was the WWE. There so many questions. Was it a work? Was it a shoot? Uh, did, would Tony Khan have actually allowed this to happen? Uh, and I think in the long run, we got exactly what the plan was. Uh, cause the summer, uh, MJF had come back later on at all out, all out. He won the, um, the, what was it? The, the, uh, was it casino ladder match or mm-hmm. is that yep. what it's called? So he won the casino ladder match, got his title opportunity, uh, as the Joker. Uh, and then he came out later on the night on mass. It was MJF CM Punk had just won the uh, AEW title, uh, for, I believe at that point, it was the second time. And, um, Yeah. And then we get into what happened after all, out and why we didn't get exactly what we wanted.
0: Yeah. Real quick, I'll just give my thoughts. MJF is having himself a hell of a time. A lot of people are going to say that he's stale and that, you know, he's kind of sticking to his old thing when he was running with Jericho and things of that nature. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. That's all I'm going to say. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it ain't broke. That wagon is still chugging, chugging. And he is having the hell of a time. He's going into contract negotiations into 2024, which he brags about all the time. You're not going to find a more captivating wrestler right now, at least in AEW. Um, MJF, I give him all the credit in the the freaking world because he put his money where his mouth is. And while his... well, he's got a lot of money. He's got a big old mouth too, pause. But it's just it just works out that way.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like he's like, and you know what the thing is? It's it's so crazy because in an era where kayfabe is so dead, he's just. He he's in this role twenty four seven. I mean, he could be the nicest guy ever, but I'll tell you what: there's nobody that can vouch for it. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's just, he lives his gimmick exactly, and, and that's an old school. Uh, that's an old school thing that doesn't happen very often. It's and know, he's a
0: private person too, which is which also is something a, that's a little rare when it comes to professional wrestlers who are all about promoting themselves and correct, you know, inflating their own ego right. in some respects. Yeah, when it comes with the business, but uh, yeah. No, that, that was definitely, you know, one of the biggest things that happened this year. Um, I want to interpolate something that you mentioned before with a feud that he had against somebody who, uh, you know, was in AEW as well. Uh, technically still in AEW. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll jump right into that. Uh, what they call now the infamous brawl out, yep. which is the fight that happened after All Out where CM Punk regained the AEW championship against Jon Moxley and in a bloody mess went to a press conference with Tony Khan sitting right beside him and proceeded to defecate all over the entire executive board as well as some of the wrestlers who were in the company, including MJF and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega.
1: Yeah. So, uh, there's we're still talking. We were talking about it for so long. The way he it's, started it's, that,
0: yeah, press conference. He took shots at Colt Cabana, which if you're also living under a rock or only watch WWE programming, Colt Cabana is an independent wrestler who happened to be uh, CM Punk's friend at the time, and they are now in legal litigation with one another, or were in legal litigation with one another. And uh, it was touched upon in the press conference. And insults were hurled Colt Cabana's way as well. Um, You know, granted his uh, kind of reward for catching strays was having a uh, (laughs) lackluster (laughs) main event with Chris Jericho, but we won't talk about it. But yeah, no, uh, the, the brawl out was definitely... Dude, what, we've never heard of anything like that happening before. And in the age of dirt sheets where nothing is is, pr- is private, private nothing. anymore.
1: And, and that's the thing is I think we were talking about it for so long because we were talking, is this a work? Is this a shoot? Uh, and, I mean, more things I think we both kind of came down to. I mean, I was playing it where I was like, oh, it's a work. It's a work. But I think that by the time we were done talking about it, we were like, there's no way this could be a work.
0: Yeah, because certain details were just so – Funny because they mentioned that, you know, the Young Bucks stormed into the locker room and they were pretty much jumped CM Punk. They talked about CM Punk's dog getting injured. They talked about Kenny Omega getting bitten by, um, I'm forgetting, a Steel. It, it, it was a very odd and very uh, intense moment, I guess, but definitely very odd in the sense of like how. Can this not not be a work?
1: Yeah. Uh and this led to a whole host of different things happening. So this led to the forfeiture of four belts, two championships total. When um, one was just one. Well, one was just inaugurated. Exactly. Yeah. And and on top of that, um, you know, CM Punk had just recaptured the AEW heavyweight title. Something that I think the fans wanted to see for so long, even though he had won it earlier in the year. Uh, the thing was, he had gotten injured and we didn't get the run that we wanted. We figured, all right, this is going to be the start of a good run. We've got a, a, a trios uh, uh, t- championship now. That we've is, all begged for. That we've all wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in one foul swoop, everything went out the window. Yeah. Uh, did we get uh, a halfway decent run with Pac? Of Death Triangle. Yes. Death Triangle. Yes. Did we get, um, well, one thing we got was immediately, um, we got another tournament, which AEW's kind of been criticized for doing, but not for nothing. I think tournaments are, in, in situations like this, tournaments are a very easy way to uh, fix what's what you can't really, because you don't want to, they would never wanted to picture themselves as the WWE company where we're just going to throw two wrestlers together who, who, who can wrestle for the title. Yeah. They wanted to make it feel legit. So exactly. tournaments for them, it makes sense. Uh, Moxley ended up winning the, t- the world title again. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh, and he ended up dropping it to uh, MJF later. Uh, the assumption was that we were going to end up getting CM Punk versus MJF, MJF
0: again, which is what they were eventually working towards. But it never transpired for obvious reasons. Right. Um, CM Punk is still uh, under contract with uh, AEW, but has not been seen since the you know. I mean, they pretty much publicly, like, lambasted him in a sense. Uh, the young, I mean, the Young Bucks, the Elite, are now the trio's champions, um, that, which was painfully obvious when they said it was going to be a best-of-seven series, mm-hmm. and we knew the way it was going to work. I mean, all is right in the world again, I guess, in that sense. I want to say that... Um, so, there were always
1: talks uh, late in the year that they were going to buy out CM Punk's contract, Uh, That never seemed to have have been materialized Uh, Punk's contract never got bought out and to this day Punk's still under contract with AEW you want to think at some point uh, The it's all gonna be water under the bridge and they're all gonna go back to working together The thing is uh, we already knew CM Punk and I'm not saying this like uh, to say that he still can't go, but is on borrowed time as far as wrestling goes. He's already Look. getting up there in age. Uh, you know, we didn't know how long this run was going to last, uh, so we wanted the best out of this at the time. Uh, if CM Punk comes up back again, there are two major questions: is how long is he going to be here for, and are the fans going to accept him back?
0: That and is he going to win a title?
1: Correct. I don't think he's. I don't think he wins the title. Uh, if they, a title, a a title, maybe I I maybe TNT something along those lines. They
0: see money in him in some way, shape, or form. They're gonna put a belt That's on him. What I'm him.
1: saying, Unlike, like I said, I would say maybe bring him back as a heel. Obviously, because uh, he was kind of this was like one of the biggest like turning points for a wrestler's popularity I have ever seen in my life. It went from we want CM Punk, we want CM Punk to i wouldn't hire cm punk i wouldn't want to work with cm punk cm
0: punk's the toxic one
1: which goes back and forth because was Melt- i will
0: say this isn't news though right cm punk in a sense has always been uh, nuclear yes.
1: right it's been and that's the thing however one thing i will mention is that now you've got guys uh, like for cm punk's from cm punk's standpoint right he goes and now he's blasting dave Meltzer and everything he said you know Meltzer ain't shit all this and Meltzer, who has praised CM Punk for years, is now all of a sudden coming out saying, well, you know, he was never really that good. And I'm like, you know, like, this is the pol- this is the thing that, this is what happens in wrestling. So I've gotten used to it. But, uh, you know, I would personally like to see CM Punk come back as a heel. Uh, tell, tell the fans, you know, you guys all turned your backs on me. He goes, after I came back for you, he goes, and you proved my point, yada, yada, yada. Uh, whether MJF likes it or not, he can act as a heel all he wants. Uh, he's got the crowd solidly behind him. The f- crowd loves to see him. Uh, very similar. He's got a very similar crowd reaction to Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Reigns went from a guy who was getting booed, booed, booed. Now the fans love him, and he's trying to be a bad guy. Same thing with MJF.
0: Fickle, very it's, fickle. It, we <laughs> are. This is just how, how fickle wrestling we can works. be. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly that's pretty much it i mean we mentioned before another honorable mention i guess since you had yours my honorable mention is jericho's 30 what now two years of wrestling and he has won another major championship in professional wrestling i know we touched on it but good lord that man can wrestle his ass off still at this day and age he put off Halfway decent matches against a lot of wrestlers. Defending he he brought Bandito. He had a great match against Bandito. So it was good to see that these breakout stars. You know, I like to see that. I, I mean, this comparison was made before, where Chris Jericho is the Hulk Hogan of AEW, and John Moxley is the Ric Flair right now in terms of gatekeepers, right? And, and I could definitely see that, and I like the role that Chris Jericho plays. I like that he can still have gold around his waist and, and not really be, you know, too detrimental to the overall scheme of the company. Right. And John Moxley just, all right, this is coming back from a very personal, you know, uh, uh, demon that he had to overcome yep. and winning the championship and pretty much just saying, like, okay, I'm going to light a fire under my own ass and I'm gonna put this company in my back when the ship is sinking. Effectively, you know, yeah. it, it was very, very good to see, in a sense, that the company handled it correctly because we've been as wrestling fans, on the receiving end of so much shitty decisions that wrestling companies have made in previous similar situations. Correct. But, um, but yeah, onward and forward. To The conglomerate that is world wrestling entertainment. Yep.
1: Uh, As we move over to Stanford, Connecticut,
0: we've got a good number
1: of things to talk about because a lot came out this year. A lot uh, turned out to not be true and a lot turned out to work in the favor of professional wrestling fans
0: worldwide uh so we'll just talk about um the elephant in the room yep i'm gonna veto what you were gonna talk about okay we're talking about the elephant in the room go ahead vince mcmahon ladies and gentlemen is once again back with the company (laughs) (laughs) it has happened he left For just such a very short amount of time But there was a point Where he was not here Within the past 365 days And if you are a wrestling fan That has been living under a rock Or just getting into it And you're wondering What is the significance of this all Vince McMahon had a stranglehold A literal OJ Simpson stranglehold On the professional wrestling industry And has held it for over 30 years Years. Yes.
1: So for, professional wrestling has not been the same since... Three decades. Sin, yes. <laughs> since Vince McMahon bought out every major wrestling territory for their talent, rebranded it into what we now... Now you have to... In order to survive as wrestling, there's no territories. It's all... You got to own a federation and you better be running from... West Coast to East Coast, or else you ain't competing. Exactly. So, or exactly. else, and if you're not on TV and you're not and you're not touring the the the, the globe, the you States are an least. independent company. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> so
0: we have Vince McMahon, who has exited the company, and the reason why he has exited the company is because Jerry Lawler said puppies too many times. Yeah. And Vince basically. McMahon put his face into puppies yeah, too correct. many times. Yeah. Uh, there so, were sexual. Uh, harassment Harass-
1: yeah sexual harassment allegations uh, now it sounds like I read something the other day he's in embroiled in a suit with somebody or any they're planning to pay out he just uh, settled with a, somebody. settled with a, a for a sexual assault suit and I'm like uh, you know I, and you know uh, and this man is
0: back with the company this man's
1: back uh, <laughs> what he did when he retired he maintained uh, from my very small uh, education in as far as financials go, he maintained a majority share of the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, when
0: he, when he left, which then allows him to make the executive decisions, uh, or, or at least vote um, for the executive decisions of the company that the executive board makes, right? And I'm going to sift through all this mumbo jumbo bullshit that I possibly can pretty much he said I'm not giving you a TV sale if you're not bringing me back. And while that happened in 2023, we want to we're highlighting the significance of this because he was gone in 2022 and it was sweet. Shit was real sweet, ladies and gentlemen. I shit was yeah. real Sweet. We had a great pay-per-view in SummerSlam. We had wrestlers coming back. We have a big wrestler that just came back who we're going to get to in a little bit. But shit was sweet. And the best of all is the person that we knew that was eventually going to run the company and we knew that was going to sail the ship did and did so effectively. And that man is Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Paul Levec. Triple H, exactly. <laughs> Terrorizing. Anyways, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So Triple H was in charge, and we exactly what we had been saying for so many years after being in charge of NXT for the longest time was, yo, once Triple H takes over, shit's gonna be legit again. Exactly. And it was great. So
0: in while so, everything hasn't been perfect,
1: right. So tr- it, nothing's been, been very good. Nothing's been perfect, but I'll be honest, like I can watch wrestling again consistently because it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H took over, I believe, his first actual. Um, takeover night was the raw before SummerSlam. I think he took over the go home show to SummerSlam, and everyone said, "Oh, well, you know, we've already got matches booked for SummerSlam. We can't, you know, he he's probably not gonna be able to do too much with it." For, SummerSlam was off the charts. First of all, you had the return of Io Sky, uh, the former Io Shirai, um, Dakota Kai and Bailey all came back. That was the start of Damage Control. On top of that, you've got um. You had an incredible uh, for something we didn't want to see. We didn't want to see. Uh, we didn't want to see Brock and Roman again. No. And uh, what's it called? When we get um, what's it called? I'm sorry, I'm losing. I'm trying to read, mm-hmm. and I'm also what's it called? We didn't want to see Brock and Roman again, and somehow Triple H said, "Yeah, we're just gonna go balls to the wall, have him bring a tractor to the ring, and flip the fucking ring halfway over."
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, we definitely got some moments out of it. With you know Triple H coming back, but all in all, it was the, uh, surprisingly very effective booking, very good booking, and uh, a very entertaining booking as well. Right, uh, I, I'm 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 happy. I'm content. If this is how it's going to stay, yes, there are some kinks, and you have to figure out how to get there. But overall, it is very good.
1: Yeah. Wrestling uh, took a, a great turn. We started to see the return of prior talent. Um, talking about Karrion
0: and Cross, um, Bronson Br- Reed, Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, D- right? Johnny Gargano, yep. Candice LeRae, yeah. And the list
1: is going to keep going on with the with the rumors now that authors of pain are coming back with Paul Ellery, even just people uh, being
0: featured more, right?
1: Braun Strowman coming back, Ricochet, and Ricochet. Uh, you know, and guys, like I said, Gunther! G- right. Uh,
0: the new day to NXT. It's all just starting to make sense now. Everything is just... It's starting to become a well-oiled machine. Veterans are helping the young people. The young people are coming up. And they're causing a mess of things on the main roster. It is a very good time. There is never a boring moment in wrestling anymore. That's the thing. That's the difference. Everybody's looking for these over-the-top changes that are happening. But really, you can't say that it's ever boring. Because it's not. For shit's sake... Top dollar just tried to flip over the top rope, and top dollar couldn't get top nowhere. It was incredible. Even in botches, they just can't seem to get themselves out of the news. Yeah. It's wonderful.
1: Lo- the long-term booking uh, that's being done right now, mm-hmm. uh, which has been being played since the summer— with the, uh, the
0: Bloodline and Sami Zayn. And now we're, we're leading into WrestleMania season. And we're Even in, just look yeah. at what damage control in that long-term booking with Bianca Belair and now Becky Lynch. and it's Wrestling makes sense again. Correct. Things are starting to look
1: up for the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, before we get into our year-end uh, stuff, we want to make mention of something major that happened. And this wasn't a cross-promotion. Uh, this was a case of somebody returning to the co- to a company who had, for the most part, creatively stifled them up until their departure. Went out, made a name for himself elsewhere, created the competitive field that now exists in pro wrestling, uh, and then came back and is now on the quest for the WWE
0: championship. Uh, that man's name is Cody Rhodes. Ab so. He took the blueprint of another wrestler who was a forgotten son and came back and essentially made it better. He went out. He found his roots. He figured out who he was. He took the ball and shot it himself. He put it in his own court. Like you said, he created a sense of competition in wrestling that hasn't been seen for quite some time. Uh, and helped build a company in AEW and came back and is now at least on the quest to challenge for uh, the undisputed WWE Heavyweight Championship. And it's really nice to see. Cody Rhodes has always, I've never been a fan of his AEW work. And that is not saying that I'm not a fan of him. I have just not been a fan of his AEW work. I thought it was, in some respects, watered down. I thought it was repetitive. Repetitive, I thought it was very diluted. Um, But I always made the case that he has has now and forever, no pun intended, been a WWE guy. And his style of wrestling and what he wanted to do is so much more fit for WWE's structure and and how it gets presented. And AEW needed that. As a matter of fact, I kind of kick myself in the ass sometimes because I kind of miss Cody in AEW because there was a uniqueness to what Cody brought to the table in AEW. And even though it's going to be in, uh, you know, more of WWE's wheelhouse for what he's done already in the company and the three matches that he's had or four or, you know, however many matches mm-hmm. that he's had, um, He's done an incredible job wrestling with. I mean, Kurt Angle's got a, a broken freaking neck. Well, Cody has a torn freaking peck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and-
1: no, no, no. Like, not not just to make the rhyming joke, but he's not kidding. I mean, and we're gonna get into it briefly in a little bit. But uh, Hell in a Cell. Uh, I mean, that man went in with. Uh, A purple arm It was one of the wildest things I had ever seen in my life Uh, I didn't even know he was The best part was I wasn't even keeping up with the news that weekend When I went and got home from work And I turned on Hell in a Cell I was like what the hell is going on I was like did something happen on Raw is that makeup No this man's wrestling Hell in a Cell One of the best matches
0: of the year Mm -hmm.
1: uh, With a torn pec and he tore the house down
0: Yeah absolutely A thousand percent and this is leading up to the Royal Rumble. We've just gotten word that he is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Whether or not he should be cleared for the Royal Rumble is something that we will find out uh, come in, in the coming days. Right. Uh, but d- definitely one of the biggest news that came out of WWE this uh, this past year at least was Cody's grand re-unveiling, and he kept everything. He kept the Nightmare Family. He kept the tattoo on his neck. He kept the awful hair. He kept it all. Kept the theme song. Kept kept everything. Theme song. It's it's literally cut and paste. Yep. Just you're getting it instead of on Wednesday nights. You're now getting it on Monday nights. And frankly, I'd like to see him on Friday nights. (laughs) Agreed. But Um, that's, that's just me. But that's pretty much wrestling in uh, 2022.
1: Uh, Before we wrap up, we do have three awards that we want to give out for the year end. Uh, You're getting a double feature with us this week. This is episode one of us coming back this week. You're also going to get a Royal Rumble featurette where we're going to talk about the Rumble match, the Rumble card. What we expect from this Saturday's Royal Rumble Spectacular. Uh, but and we may
0: also cut it with we'll, we'll probably have it where we did our predictions and we do our reactions reactions right, right. back to back. So, yep, uh, be on the lookout for the on the Double Turn Radio Twitter. I
1: will be commandeering that this Saturday as we discuss uh, live what's going on in the world of WWE during the Royal Rumble. Let's get to it. So our year end awards, I broke it up into three different awards. Um, I've got moment of the year, match of the year, and wrestler of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, to preface all of this, I'm not for the first time ever. I'm not embarrassed to say that
0: all three of my winners come from the WWE. And and when we say wrestler of the year, we are saying both female and male. Both female and male.
1: We're gonna give uh everybody their their women's wrestler. Correct.
0: My apologies, Uh,
1: but. Let's go from bottom to top Since the wrestler of the year We'll probably talk about A little bit more than the moment Mm -hmm. Uh, So my moment of the year For 2022 Is We've been talking about it It was Cody Rhodes Coming back at Wrestlemania Uh, That theme song hit uh, The crowd went nuts uh, And then to see the matches That he had uh, brought Was incredible The moment was perfect It didn't get more perfect than that On the grandest stage He got to make his return I've got a couple of honorable mentions But before we get to those What do you think?
0: I would say it's a return as well, but not the return that you are mentioning. Also at WrestleMania, the return of the Texas Rattlesnake, the glassbreaker, the ass breaker, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin putting a can of whoop ass on Kevin Owens, on uh, um, Pat McAfee, on Vince McMahon, on Austin Theory, just cracking beers and taking cheers that's all he was doing that night because this man worked his ass off we didn't get no five minute you <laughs> know l- here you slap me i slap you 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 give you try and give me a stunner i give you a stunner we call it a night no he fucked him up from end <laughs> to end in that arena Literally. my french yep it is it was great uh it, it was something that we've once again we've always wanted in professional wrestling the people to come back we're still waiting on one more guy to come back but we we've got the one that we've been begging for for so long he, he he you know he's arrived in bits and pieces here and there throughout the years but he's the one that we've been salivating at the mouth for and what a perfect match that was to go against somebody who is the utility man of of professional wrestling in every way, shape, or form, Kevin Owens.
1: Right, uh, and that, like I said, my favorite wrestler of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, it was great to see him come back. I had such a great time watching it, uh, and it was just it was incredible. Uh, the match was fun. Uh, it was it was it was no nonsense, and they picked the perfect opponent for him. Nope. Was, you couldn't have picked a better opponent.
0: And while everybody thinks that Vince's selling of the Stone Cold Stunner was awful, I think that him essentially dying w- was great. Yeah. I think it was very apropos. Yeah. So you kiss my ass. I like to sell. Damn it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, honorable mentions. So um, what's it called? Was a st- I have three actually for this category. One of them was the Stone Cold Return. Um, on top of that. I want to talk about two other things uh, That were honorable mention So Roman Reigns unifying The WWE Universal Heavyweight title Yep uh, Big moment uh, Especially in uh, such a high profile match With Brock Lesnar The winner of the 2022 Royal Rumble Yeah Despite the 2022 Royal Rumble Not being um, Well received Mm Mm-hmm Um Led up to a pretty decent match and a big moment for Roman Reigns.
0: Absolutely. And Uh, you really solidified him as one of the greatest of all times.
1: Right. And uh, another big moment for me, and this might be a personal moment because not many people are talking about it. Mickie James made history last year uh, when she entered the WWE Women's Royal Rumble as the Impact Knockouts champion.
0: That was... that. Wow. I actually totally forgot about that. (laughs) That was... And this is no disrespect to Mickie James, but that... That's actually a really great moment. That, yeah. It, good. I
1: Because uh, here were a couple of things going through my mind. I didn't know if she was going to come out with her WWE theme song. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were going to let her come out with the belt. I didn't know if they if they were just advertising it as, yes, this is the women's. At the, they were calling it the, the Impact Women's Championship. We know it is the knockouts title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't know if they were going to promote. Uh, to hear her hardcore country theme song, for her to come out with her own gear. Yep. Uh, with the, with the Impact uh, Knockouts Championship, big moment. Uh, nothing, yeah. nothing spectacular that happened after that. But to see that, that was the original, for the real forbidden one of the real forbidden door moments, yeah. especially for a company like WWE to allow something like that to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they took, they said, here we'll we'll raise you. We'll raise you. We'll just <laughs> slip one in there. And yep, we'll raise you exactly.
1: Uh, and uh, stay tuned for our next episode because we're going to be talking about possible forbidden door openings coming up this Saturday. Match of the year, match of the year. Do you have a match of the year that you want to go first? Or you want me to?
0: Do you talk about yours? All I've, right, I've got one cooked up in my so head. So
1: my match of the year um, also comes from the WWE. It came from over the summer. Clash at the Castle, Gunther and Sheamus
0: <laughs>
1: in one yeah. of – I'm not even kidding. It might it might be one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. Uh, they absolutely kicked the crap out of each other from bell to bell. Uh, it was hard hitting. It was uh, – for somebody like me who likes really technical wrestling, this was a really bringing it back to this is just two guys beating the hell out of each other for I want to say it felt like 25 minutes. Uh, And this is also I like Gunther Uh, one thing I was never I was never a big Seamus fan I I I knew the WWE had a tendency to lean on him. I had never really been a huge Seamus fan and For a good for good reason. uh, I I Love this match because Seamus held his own Gunther gave it his all and it was All-around just super entertaining match on a card that actually was not half bad. I thought the Clash of the Castle was actually one of the better shows uh, this year, and uh, I thought the main event was great, but this match just, even with the the great main event that they had between uh, McIntyre and Reigns, this match on the card really stood out for me. And it, it, it still does. I actually have gone back and I've actually shown non-wrestling fans this match and they're like, wow, that was that was absolutely friggin awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I wound up taking a road trip from San Diego to New York whilst this was happening And throughout the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of of driving that I did, I made sure that in bits and pieces, I made sure I watched that match. I had the network. I absolutely, 1,000%, I showed it to my cousin. I shared it to my friends. I told people that weren't wrestling fans to watch it. I made sure that I got the word out that this match kicked absolute ass. Uh, And honestly, you took the words right out of my mouth, buddy, because that was my pick for the (laughs) best for my favorite match of the year. But if I have to go ahead and go with another one, then it is Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell, because you can't forget a good Cinderella story. And even though it was a very short Cinderella story, that man doing what he did. And the pain that he must have felt. Cody Rhodes took table bumps. Cody Rhodes took top rope bumps. Cody Rhodes took finishers. And I got to give it to Seth Rollins. Because Seth Rollins really could have pussyfooted it the whole time. Despite... You know, probably what Cody told him. You know, to, you know, he probably told him to just go hard. Right. But he really could have pussyfooted it, and he didn't. He played an integral role in that match too. He healed it up. He made sure that Cody Rhodes was looking like the monster that he was, doing what he was doing. Uh, I, I, if there was another match that I had to go with, then it would be that match, right yeah,
1: there. Yeah, that was actually my runner-up. That was my number two. Uh, and then my other honorable mention was uh, CM Punk versus MJF, the dog
0: collar match. And my honorable mention was FTR versus the Briscoes, the dog collar match, RIPJ Briscoe. Yes. But, th- yeah, so, wow, wow, look at that. Yep,
1: exactly. I was going to say, dog, <laughs> dog collar matches, bringing them back. <laughs> love, it, ever, love it every second of let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. RIP Luke Harper. Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, Brody Lee. Yep, you know me, yep. huh? <laughs> yep, so, you know what that means. <laughs> Um, and then finally we go up wrestler of the year. Mine's extremely basic, but I don't know who else to give it to women's wrestler of the year. Let's do women's go. wrestling of the year first. I'm going to go with Bianca Belair.
0: I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. Okay. Uh, why do you pick Bianca Belair?
1: I think that she's the safe choice. Uh, and I think that she's delivered, um, majority of her matches, uh, on top of that, I mean, I one one wrestler I wanted to see more of this year that I, I think she gave it a role, but I think she was just I think that it was just oversaturated with the star power and the booking decisions that they had to make. Uh, Liv Morgan, I wanted to see more out of Liv Morgan's mm-hmm. title run. She's I, my honorable mention. She, yep, she was great this year. Yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair is always going to be able to deliver. I think she's one of the better women's wrestlers uh, that's uh, that is in professional wrestling today, uh, but. Uh, but, she, you know, I didn't even consider Rita, Rhea Ripley, and it's sad because now thinking about it, I'm not saying she would be my, rest, my female wrestler of the year, but she's definitely more worthy of consideration now that I'm thinking about
0: it. Yeah, so I, in, in order, I'm going to go ahead and compliment what you're saying about Bianca Belair in the terms of the athleticism and the way that she carries herself in the ring. She's really been a champion that... I've had my doubts about her in terms of, can she handle it? Is she going to be able to be a champion worth watching? Because I've been a little critical of just women's wrestling in general in terms of uh, quality, at least lately. Um, I, I feel like the women's revolution happened. There, there's there been a lull. I, I really want them to, you know, aside from the AEW's women's matches in some respects, they've been blips in time where it was great, but I think in the grand scheme of things, women's wrestling has kind of, they haven't found, they still haven't found their footing and it's going to be a long time, but I do agree with what you're saying. Bianca Belair has really come into her own and she's really made a name for herself and she's really put herself on the map. Like now I don't see a lot of, I I see her on the same level of like Sasha Banks and Bailey and, and you know, maybe not so much Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair as of yet, but, you know, she's she's not going to be out of the title picture anytime soon no. in, in, in any way, shape, or form. Right. Um, the reason I say Rhea Ripley is because I think she's been able to completely reinvent herself. Along with, you know, aside from the Judgment Day thing, she, she kind of lost her way. She had an injury. The whole thing with Charlotte happened. There wasn't really, like... We didn't really know what to think was going to happen with her. You know, she's a great wrestler. You always can put her in a match and she's going to kill it. But it was, she not that she was floundering. She kind of, and I'm not saying that she was coasting either. But the way she was being presented just seemed like she was very middle of the road. And then, I don't know what switch got turned. I don't know. I don't, you know, I can't pinpoint the exact moment. Where things started to change, it may have well been, you know, joining the Judgment Day. Right. A very, a very it may have well been that. Um, but she's done a really, really good job, and she's really proven that she can be the star that we always knew she could be in NXT. Because I know that when me and you were watching her in NXT, we were like, that girl's got it absolutely that, yeah. you know she's what she's she's one of them ones yep. you know uh and, and it's nice to see that she's really coming to her fold absolutely now. but uh um, let's we'll see her win this rumble though
1: yeah let's see what happens and i mean there's talks like i mean they, apparently there were talks backstage that they wanted her to actually compete in the men's rumble uh not for any that's cool s- but naya Jax. Um, i mean she just went against she, yeah. the kira tozawa exactly. you know
0: she's slammed luke gallows she's uh, you know, mess with solo sokoa in some respects, yep. like there you
1: know, so you never know exactly. But, uh, men's men's, so my uh, men's re- uh, uh, men's wrestler of the year, uh, goes to uh, I mean, I think this is probably the second year in a row now for me, um, just because he is so dominant, such a change of my fandom, uh, as a whole, uh, and he, he's proven me wrong every turn every step of the way uh another successful year for roman reigns uh it was it's another great year uh i've got two other honorable mentions both of them from uh aew um but goddamn, i i can't get enough of this bloodline stuff and it's in it's like the perfect it's the perfect gimmick for him I Wish that this was the Roman reigns. We had gotten pre 2020. I don't I, pre uh, and I uh, pre, uh, Before he uh, he sadly had to go away due to uh, his cancer diagnosis uh, You know, I Wanted this is the Roman reigns. I've wanted for so long and this is the Roman reigns that I will stick by and say is probably going to be going to be my favorite version of Roman Reigns, because I don't think you're going to be able to go back from this. I think that they've found something so successful with this that this has transcended what ro- every, everything that Roman Reigns has ever done. This might be bigger than his time with The Shield. This might be bigger than his time uh, anytime he was a babyface prior to this.
0: Yeah. Um I I was waiting for you to take it out of your mouth. Uh, But, yeah, no, I I completely agree that Roman Reigns has had a dominant year. I can totally see why the man that used to dress up as John Cena would pick the other company, Golden Boy, uh, for his favorite wrestler of the year. But I'm going to go against the grain, sir. And I am going to say that John Moxley was my favorite wrestler that, that, of the that, year.
1: That is my number two.
0: Yeah, that that is my number one because when all else fails, you choose Moxley. And that <laughs> is what Tony Khan booked for pretty much the entirety of 2022. That man took the company, put it on his back once again And despite, no, 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 so much so that he had shit that he had to deal with, he dealt with it, and while it may have not been the life-altering change of cancer, it still is a life-changing decision that he made to leave the professional wrestling business for some time, admit it live on television, that that's what it was, come back win the title, carry the title, lose the title. And then when shit got fucked up backstage, they said, hey, buddy, you were on vacation. Now you're not. Come back. And he was like, I'm there. Best believe yep. I'm here. Put it on it. Couch. Yep. I'm going in. And John Moxley did just that. He The match against Brian Danielson yep. at Revolution, the match against Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, at Forbidden Door And the match against CM Punk at Full Gear it, Even though it may have not been One of the greatest matches of the year Still a monumental match To see somebody Who we always thought Had shades of Punk in him In terms of John Moxley The way that he went against the grain uh, For you know In companies and he didn't take nobody's shit And he just went for what he went for They had more similarities than not And to see that match happen, that was a dream match in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people may not agree with that, but – and people may not agree with my choice. And guess what? I got two words for you. Nope. (laughs) Don't say it. Don't give it to (laughs) them. Don't you dare. Don't you uh, dare.
1: Yeah, what's it called? My my, my two honorable mentions – Mox, and then of course a guy that wrestled three matches this year, MJF. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, uh, I mean shit. <laughs> uh, MJF
0: and Seth Rollins, and I'll even put Danielson up there. As I was well. about to say, yeah.
1: There, there's there's a, a, a long list of like wrestlers that you could have went through, uh, and I mean this is also like me not being a huge New Japan fan, so I don't know who to rank, really. But uh, who do you
0: think Okada <laughs> Okada Okada Okada, Okada, Okada.
1: For, for every year since 2012 <laughs> Okada
0: Okada Okada. Oh, no, Jay White has done a really good job. Yeah, the, 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 you know, the past few years. Will Ospreay has really come on to his own on um, the past few years in, in New Japan as well. I think this is going to be a great year for Jeff Cobb. but This is just my nerdy side coming in. But yeah, no, I, I think. That, you know, we next year we may interpolate some other promotions, you know, impact or we may just do it top wrestlers by brand. Who knows? But this overall, just for the year of 2022, uh w- I've got John Moxley. He's got Roman Reigns. Yep. Uh And before we close out, we just want to do a quick segment where we're just going
1: to talk about um going forward this year, 2023. Yeah, what things do that we want? What, what do we need to see a little bit of? Who do we want to see a little bit more of? Uh, and more importantly, you know what is the big expectation uh, that we, that we have for professional wrestling? I'll I'll just go out on the, on a limb. A couple of, uh, of wrestlers that I want to see a little bit more of, uh, and I think we are on that road. We're going to talk about it in our next episode. Uh, Sami Zayn's on that road. Um, I want to see more of uh, him, and there's there's a reason for that because I want to see more of him as a singles wrestler, and I think we're going to end up getting that at some point. Uh, I think we're going to get a big payoff at WrestleMania. Again, before we fantasy book... uh, We're going to be doing that in our next episode. We're going to be talking about the Rumble. We're going to be fantasy booking uh, the road to WrestleMania. Um, But I want to see a little bit more of Sami Zayn as a singles competitor uh, without the bloodline, which is, I believe, where this is going to end up going. Um, On top of that, we're going to end up seeing um, probably a conclusion to this whole WWE sale thing, uh, which, uh, which which could... Both impact and uh, in a big way or in an extremely minuscule way, depending on who they sell to. Uh, whether it's the uh, Saudi uh, investment group, uh, whether it's Disney, um, which I'm I'm deathly afraid of Disney getting their hands on, on WWE because I, I have a genuine feeling I'm not going to be able to watch half of the stuff that I want to watch on the network anymore. Uh, but yeah. Uh, those are those are some things. AEW. Uh, let's see if we can resolve the CM Punk thing. Let's see if we can get CM Punk back in the ring, uh, and see how, see if we can get we can get a run out of him. Uh, one person who did end up going away this year uh, to get help for uh, a, an issue that he's had for a very a very long time, despite him being up in age, despite him not being able to go the way that he has always been able to go. One of my personal childhood favorites was Jeff Hardy. Uh, I want to see Jeff come back. Uh, be healthy, be able to compete on one of the highest levels in a company where he's given a, a platform like his brother was given when he first came in.
0: Okay. With that being said, things that I would like to see in 2023. First and foremost, a wrestler's union. I would love to see a wrestler's union. I know that's not something that anybody expected, and you thought I was going towards right. content. Well, fuck you. I don't go towards content all the time. I want a wrestler's union. It's been talked about for so long. There are people who can get it done. Let's get it done. That is something that I want to see for 2023. Now, in terms of content, people that I would like to see, matches that I may have liked to see, I want to see Ricochet used more. I think that you're going to hate me for this. I think that Ricochet has the potential to be a Hall of Famer in the WWE. Oh, no, I, absolutely, I think, I, I think he absolutely that his contributions that to professional wrestling in a whole, he may have single-handedly changed the style of wrestling in terms of getting viral and doing things that no other wrestler does. He may have well have done that, just like people before him, Jeff Hardy before him. You know, and, and and people like that, RVD before him, and, and and individuals like that who change the way the professional wrestling just a hair, just a tweak. Ricochet, I think, has done that, and I want to see him used more. Uh, I do agree with you that I would like to see Sami Zayn utilized more as well. Although I, albeit, I would like to see it in a tag team perspective. I think that Sami Zayn is one of those people that needs to be on our TV screen almost all the time. And also the WWE sale, it's not really so imperative for me right now. I think that when the time comes, if Disney is a real player in the game, then I might be shaking in my little boots. But right now, I'm okay. I think, you know, I think we'll be okay. I think it's going to take a while. I think that you know, all the hubbub that's happening with Vince returning is, is just you know, adding fuel to the fire of speculation. I think we just need to chill out. And let's see where this goes. Um, anything else? Uh,
1: I I mean, more else I would like definitely to see? see a little bit more Bray Wyatt, obviously, uh, who we didn't really I, talk I, about too I would much. like
0: to see, really, I would like to see creativity utilized more on both companies' fronts. I get that we're putting out an entertainment program, and it is a slow needle to move. But if we could push the envelope just a wee bit more... And just include a bit more creativity, a wee bit more, to really differentiate between the two companies or to just really put themselves in a different light. And I'm not talking about just WDU, I'm talking about AEW. I, I think that both kind of need to find their footing right now in the chaos that is happening even still as we speak. Uh, Yeah, that's the the creativity is being used. That's what I want. Well, only time will tell.
1: And with that being said, that is our 2022 year in review. Again, we would just like to plug our social media platforms. We're going to be on Twitter at Double Turn Radio. On
0: Facebook at Double Turn Radio.
1: Instagram double underscore turn underscore radio. YouTube. Spotify. Apple Podcasts. All double. Double turn radio
0: yep wherever you can get your podcast we will be we are your wrestling encyclopedia ladies and gentlemen the
1: audio version
0: the audio version and soon to be and you do not have to go to
1: audible to pay 9.99 a month in order to get your free audiobook this is all free this is all for you the fans by the fans for the fans this has been double turn radio thank you fuck you Bye. bye